thank you for joining us for episode 23 of Head Start. This is a weekly podcast to help Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders prepare for the upcoming lesson. And, well, I guess anybody else who wants to listen also. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh, let's, we need, uh, because this is important for us to get to know you guys, uh, here's the question I have for you is, uh, in your opinion, now this, could, this is broad, in your opinion, what is the most beautiful place on earth? It's a pretty big, pretty big wow. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I will go with um, uh, I'll go with two. Okay, that's fair. Um, as far as those that I've been to, um, Montana was wow is, is just it's breathtaking. Um, very beautiful, the mountains and um, Yellowstone and all just gorgeous. And then um, another one was a mission trip that Jenna and I did to Uganda when we were in college, and uh, being where uh being at the nile river mm. and uh on lake victoria where the nile river begins um just an unbelievable uh picturesque view that's of, of god's yes creative power yeah that's cool yeah pretty cool i think uh, this one is so hard for me because i like um all different types of of uh, beauty like both from landscape kind of thing where you're mm-hmm. seeing you know god's creation I also just think cities have kind of a beauty of their own from a distance. Sure. So like looking yes. across the you know the Hudson River at New York City skyline is is pretty cool. But my answer for this one is going to be Israel, uh, the Holy Land, uh, and I think in particular we were up on Mount Carmel, uh, where Elijah you know defeated the prophets of Baal or you know thereabouts where they think that was, and you can see in every direction kind of the land and it almost gives you this vision of like maybe what Moses would have seen, right? When God shows him the promised land before the Israelites enter. And it's like, look to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, and uh, just appreciate this beautiful uh, spot of, of land that God uh, gave to his people back in the day. It was really, really beautiful. So there's probably some spiritual stuff that goes along with that, which is cheating. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's my answer. And you're going to stick to it. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this is a hard one. Uh, I, I do enjoy the beauty of God's creation from uh, the glory of the mountains to the, yes. uh, just the peaceful nature of the beaches and the sound of the ocean and all in between. Um, but I'm going to lean into the season that it is. And for the moment right now, the most beautiful place on the face of the earth is hanging on the side of a tree <laughs> in the woods with big acorns dropping, or acorns if you're from South <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> dropping on the ground. And to start hearing uh, that white-tailed deer walk your direction and then to begin crunching yes. on those acorns. Yes. And uh, to be there when the sun comes up, and to be there when the sun begins to set, there's just a glory of God's creation and and uh, an excitement uh, yeah. when when things are happening and the deer cooperating. So. I, I've never I've never shimmied up a tree for yeah that's, that's a <laughs> that's good, good term right? yeah. shimmied up a tree for um, for deer hunting. So uh, is this going to be because I've always been in shooting houses uh, or on the ground when I was a kid? Uh, so. Hardwood or a pine tree? 
Well, I've, I've climbed both, uh, and just depends. This time of year, I'm going to find where the acorns yes. are, are dropping <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, where where the food is. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll lean into that hardwood. Yeah, good. So okay. what he's saying is he will shimmy up any tree. It, it doesn't really matter. Any tree. Any tree. <laughs> as long as he has a good vantage point. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I have been blessed to be able to travel in my um, – in my life and it's been really cool i agree with you tim that there's nothing like uh, the sound of the waves and just the beauty of the beach there's there's nothing like it but the first time that i stood on the rim of the grand canyon was yeah. like what in That's the good. world this is so stinking big i mean it, it's just i mean as far as you can see just the beauty of it is just really amazing, breathtaking. Um, so uh, that's one of my favorite places. It's pretty guys. Yeah. Guys, not one of us at a college football stadium, and you know, yeah, how about that? that? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. about the season that we're in, and I was like, oh, here comes Bryant Denny. Sure, but, sure. <laughs> some life group leader will say that. I bet you. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Uh, uh, chimed in uh denny chimes he, he he chimed in and said cracker barrel is the most people well, amen <laughs> <There you go. laughs> i had to add that one in there so that's, that's good. good um hey uh three in 23 is an important part of this year we want to keep this in front of our leaders we want to keep this in front of ourselves we want to keep this in front of our people in our groups so over the last few weeks we've each shared uh, our own personal journey through this uh, three and 23 since january and so brian is going to share with us uh, today uh, where his journey has taken him with this three and 23 that's great uh, so particularly um, in those three venues of trying to share the gospel through my story, uh, Kaylee and I, early on after the challenge was given, uh, sat down at the dinner table with our kiddos, and uh, we walked through both of our uh, testimonies and included the gospel in that. And so uh, Eli got to hear that, and he actually participated as well. He shared his um, at that time. And uh, I don't think Louie got much from it, but that's all right. She's getting there. Uh, the, um, life group, uh, I have shared my story in life group before. Um, and so we had actually kind of done this as a group before three and 23. Uh, but coming back around this year, we're, we're working through it again, even this fall. Uh, a couple of us just shared a couple of Sundays ago. And so looking forward to all hopefully get the opportunity to do that again this year, specifically for three and 23. Uh, with respect to the community, it's been a little bit of a of a different uh, ball game for me, and just total transparency because uh, I like to put that out there. Um, I've not had an opportunity to share with those that have been on my list of like these are the people that I'm trying to pursue for relationship, get to know better, and ultimately share my story with. Uh, when I stepped into student ministry uh, back in you know late February. Uh, had a lot of opportunities to share the gospel with various students that came to talk, uh, whether for baptism or doing, uh, you know, big time ministry over at the uh, at the middle school. Uh, had a number of great opportunities to share the gospel and share my story uh, with them through that. Uh, but man, it really has been one of those things that. Um, you know, we doubled down on this commitment back in January uh, when we signed our little, you know, our little pledge cards and. Uh, 
prayed over it. And since then, the people that I mentioned that have been on my list have just like sort of disappeared out of my life. I mean, we have not seen them much at all. And so uh, we continue to pray for them and, and hope that God will give us the opportunity and the open door to engage them in more conversation. And it's like every once in a while, they'll pop up and we get to yeah. have a good conversation with them, but have not gotten to share the gospel yet. That's cool. Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And so leaders, I just want to remind you that, hey, this is a journey that we're all on. Uh, we, the scripture is very clear about our responsibility to share the gospel. Uh, so let's keep that in front of our people. And even now, let me encourage you leaders to reach out to somebody this week to line them up to share their story in life group this coming Sunday. Uh, and so let's keep that in front of our people. It is so important. The passage of scripture that we're focusing on for this coming Sunday is uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Actually, verse 8 is on my wall in my office and has been for some time. Uh, such a great, uh, uh, powerful passage of Scripture. I've actually uh, have worked to memorize verse 8 and recently uh, started working adding verses 6 and 7 uh, to that. So um, I, I, I really love this passage of Scripture, and I'm looking forward to the message on this coming Sunday. As we look at this passage beginning in verse 6, I mean, it comes right out of the gate, and it's just very clear. Uh, we do not need to be anxious about anything. And that certainly is something that hits home for every single person because we are all tempted to be anxious about any number of things. Jesus speaks to this very clearly in Matthew 6, and there are other parts of Scripture that talk about us not needing to worry and not needing to be anxious, but in everything needing to just lay these things before the Lord because the Lord cares for us. He knows our needs. He knows what He's created us to uh, need, and so we can, we can absolutely depend upon Him as our Father who cares for us. But in this passage, he begins with this command to not be anxious about anything. He doesn't say about most things. Uh, he doesn't say about, you know, don't be anxious about some of these things. Don't be anxious about anything. It's a very, um, very clear command there. But everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. I, I am struck by the all-inclusiveness of this statement. Um, I, I have, a, I have a, a struggle getting past that first part. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about anything. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are included in anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a lot. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that are anxiety-inducing as well. So yes, yeah. So he's telling me, don't be anxious, don't be, don't worry about anything, but in everything. So not just anything, but now everything by prayer and supplication. It's like the uh, if you guys have seen the the Bob Newhart skit, the counseling. It's those yes. song. I always <laughs> think of it right. Stop it, you know, just stop it. Uh, so Paul's not doing that to us here, though. Um, this, there's a correlation between these mm -hmm. two things. And there's a twin danger of we don't want to oversimplify right. this, right? But we also don't want to overcomplicate it. Like, mm -hmm. look at your life and particularly look at your mind. Take a survey and stock of it. Um, as much as you are exercising prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. You should and presenting your requests to God with supplication, you should see your anxiety go down. Mm -hmm. 
when you are not doing those things, you will see your anxiety go yep. up, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a reverse correlation yep. between the two. Well, and all of this flows from the very end of verse 5, mm. where it says, the Lord is at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of it as, like, my kids, um, I've, I've used this illustration before, I remember them being young, uh, small kids and being in the gathering space here at, at, at church and uh, not knowing where we were. I could see them, but they were in the midst of all the people after a Sunday morning service mm-hmm. and the anxiousness that was on their face. But then the calm that came over them when their eyes caught mine and to know, oh, there's there's dad. That's cool. Like, what a great example. There's a sense of calm. And, and so sometimes in our anxiety and in our, in our anxiousness, we forget that our God, our Father is at hand. Yes. He's present. Yep. And um, so it all flows out of that. But because he's present, we can go to him in prayer um, and just see the, the interesting inclusion of uh, thanksgiving, and how important thanksgiving is when it comes to battling anxiousness. Because oftentimes we get anxious about things yet to come or things that we don't have. Thankfulness uh, reminds us of what has happened beforehand, what's what we've gone through and how God's been faithful and how he's provided for us in the present um, situation. And so thankfulness is a real key to battling any sort of anxiousness. But there's a promise that flows from um, this command, and it is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That inner peace that comes from the Holy Spirit as he applies God's word to us, as uh, he reminds us of his presence, it does surpass understanding. Like The world looks at at believers who are doing this and who are experiencing that hope and that peace. And I go, what in the world? Like, how could you be at, at peace in this moment? And the only explanation is God. The only explanation is my father, um, the one who cares for me. And so it's not the absence of troubles. It's, it's that peace that comes from relying on the Lord in the midst of, of, of the troubles. Uh, as as I and I mentioned earlier that this is that these adding these two verses to verse eight that I'm trying to memorize, um, the in my mind I go okay I can't be anything can't be anxious about anything, but in everything I you know I got to bring it to God in prayer, and then the the guard your heart right mm-hmm. it's almost like when I do those two things I'm not gonna be anxious about anything but in everything I'm gonna take it to God. Then there's like this in my mind. In my mind, I have this picture. There's this guard, yeah, that's literally physically guarding my heart, mm-hmm. and and that's just, that just helps me to be able to work this passage through. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. And let's remember, take it on the chance that Paul was chained to mm-hmm. a Roman guard yes. at yeah. this very moment, and that's yep. you know helping him uh, with this illustration. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He continues in verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, another command, which is strange because we we tend to think our, our thoughts just pop into our minds from, from nowhere. And there is a sense in which they do, 
But here in Scripture, we're being told we do have some initiative when it comes to what we dwell upon, what we think upon. I, I think of um, this illustration. I can't. I, I don't remember who who said it first, but talked about like you can't control if a bird lands on your head, but you can control if it builds a nest on your head. And <laughs> yeah, and just thinking through like when that thought pops into your mind from wherever it is. Uh, we are commanded in Scripture to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. We need to examine those thoughts, think, is this something that's true? Is it honorable? Is it just? He gives this list of the criteria to examine our thoughts. And then if that thought doesn't meet those standards, get it out of there. Let's right. let's turn our attention to uh, what does meet those. And obviously, most clearly, uh, Jesus would be the one that meets all of those. Um, but any portion of Scripture, any any of God's truth, uh, really can stand in and replace those thoughts and be a way that we control what, what we're thinking. Um, I think some awareness is also needed there, just to the fact that like every thought you think trains your brain. Mm-hmm. As so, yeah, um, you know, the things that you allow your mind to dwell on is building a habit and a pattern that will continue to encourage your mind to dwell on those things. Uh, This is probably why, to a large degree, we have the issues that we have with anxiety and depression in today's world because of the content that we take in, which is whatever it is, most likely not true, not honorable, not just, not pure, not lovely, not commendable, not morally excellent. Uh, And we see it all day long on social media, on the news cycle, wherever else, uh, even going on around us, and and then we just expect that we're still going to be able to make our minds think the way right. that we want them to. That's mm-hmm. not how it works, and that's what Paul's saying here. There has to be an effort to actively control and train your mind to think about better things. It's good. Yeah, I've recently been listening to a book about the generations. Uh, it's a newer book that came out at the, the beginning of this year, and it's been talking about the rise in anxiousness among Generation Z uh, and how that uh, very clearly corresponds to uh, the use of social media and the technology that we use on a daily basis Um how that is a very, very clear connection uh, between the rising cases of anxiety. Um, so, uh, Brian, spot on. Like what you're taking in, there, there is no neutral thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it all matters, and it all either pulls you in the direction of what is true and honorable and just, or it pulls you away from that. So, being very vigilant of that. But we don't battle thoughts of anxiety and and, and anxious thoughts uh, just by trying to think differently. Uh, He goes on in verse 9, What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Anxiousness tends to, to turn us in on ourselves. We become all about what we don't have, how we need to get control, how we need to, to fix things. But Philippians, uh, the things that he's been teaching and giving to the Philippians and and teaching them and, and showing them throughout this entire letter has been a lot about putting others before yourself. And uh, he says, now go practice these things. One of the greatest ways to battle anxiousness in your life is not only to give thanksgiving to God, not only to um, you know battle with your thoughts, 
but also to love others more than you love yourself or love others as you love yourself, to, to put others' interests before your own. Because when we get anxious, we kind of hole up and we say, well, I got to take care of me first and get things taken care of. But in, with uh, what he's saying here, like put these things into practice, whether you feel like it or not. And as you do that, that's gonna that's gonna help with the the anxiousness and and those kinds of uh, thoughts as well. I want to say real quick just to highlight that first word: do what you have learned uh, from me. That's the word. Uh, I mean, it's generic for teaching and learning and that kind of thing. But it's the word that we get disciple from. It's mathete, yeah. right? And so this is uh, you know the disciples of Jesus were called mathetes, right? Um, and so this is a call specifically from Paul to discipleship, yeah. right? Look at go. me. Let me be a guide who shows you the way as uh, I live my life and as I teach you, you follow along in that, that journey of discipleship that we talk about. So uh, maybe just a specific challenge to life group leaders, right? You know, hey, uh, who's discipling you? You know, who are you looking, for, looking to and, and learning from? And then are your people being discipled by you? Uh, are they looking to your life? Are they following along? Are they uh, observing those things that they've seen and heard and received from you? That's really good. So uh, lo- it's just a rich passage, a lot of really good truth. Uh, and that's why this is one of those m- most beloved, uh, you know, passages in, in Scripture. Um, and, but when we come to, like, the questions in the life group, um, there are some really good questions throughout this one, really about the being intentional with your thinking. Um, why is it important to be proactive with your thought life? What makes it difficult to get back on track? Because this is a battle. It's not, you know, snap your fingers, your thoughts change, and everything's fine. It can be a continual battle uh, with, with your mind, which is what we're called to. I mean, that's spiritual warfare 101. Um, and so just allowing your life group to be able to talk through the times in their lives when they're struggling with anxiousness and how being proactive with their thought life and what they're taking in uh, to their minds, that would be a really good question to bring up in the curriculum. And along the lines of what Brian was saying earlier, just the the measures of a disciple, um, one of the measures that really stands out with this is just being a child who knows the Father, who knows God, um, how do you, as a child of God, need to trust your Father more through prayer? Coming before Him, bringing Him back into the picture. When the anxiousness pushes Him out of the picture, bringing Him back into the picture by calling out to Him in prayer, calling out to Him with thanksgiving. Um, that, that's what it means to be a child who knows God, who trusts in His Father. And so those measures um, really come out in uh, this passage as well. It really is a great, as we begin, a great passage of Scripture, one I've been lingering in myself for some time. Uh, there it is. Uh, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, Sunday's morning, Sunday morning's message, uh, as well as the lesson that we're able to walk through as life groups. Um, so one thing, we just started e-groups. Uh, Before you do that, oh, let me challenge our leaders. We're uh, probably some, good to think about the live it out, live it out yeah, yeah, really points of, of action. Sorry I didn't jump in and just take these uh, automatically. So a couple of good live it outs for you. Again, the second one has to do with the uh, 3 and 23 BLESS initiative. Uh, and so this, this month, November 
Um, we're encouraging our folks to share their story with the person that they've been intentionally engaging for the sake of the gospel. Uh, so want to challenge you to uh, maybe even just as we've been doing on the podcast here, why don't you give your group an update on how you're doing in that? Uh, and then, of course, invite them to, to share as well. And, and this may be a time of uh, re-engaging, re, you know, uh, recommitting to, to pursue that. The first live it out that pertains to the passage uh, is this, identify any sinful or untrue patterns of thought and seek out one to two scripture verses to memorize that speak directly to those wrong ways of thinking. Uh, so commend, you know, Matt and his effort to memorize this passage. Of course, it is a great one. I'd also hold up to you uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, Psalm 56, 3 is a good one. Uh, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Galatians 5, 20 and 20, uh, through 22, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Galatians 2.20 is another good one, Isaiah 26.3. There are plenty out there, but encouragement is to uh, memorize the scripture that speaks directly to the, uh, the right ways and the wrong ways of thinking. If I would just look at the schedule, I would see that I was uh, Brian was going to cover the Live It Out next, uh, but I was very anxious to get to the e-groups. Be anxious for nothing. Well, apparently I'm not applying that passage. <laughs> well played. <laughs> yes, it really was. So, Kyle. Is it too late for us to sign up for and be a part of an e-group? It is not, Matt. Uh, you can still be a part of e-groups. We have um, the third and final block uh, that has begun, um, and we have three great classes that are going on. Uh, I've heard good reports from all of them. And so excited to invite you, if you've not been a part of them, uh, to be uh, to be here on Wednesday night um, and to bring along somebody from your life group. Um, really try to include them in coming to the e-groups. We've got Grandparenting with Grace. We've got um, What Have We Done Part 2, which is Parenting Teens, and then Pursuing Peace. Um, so three really quality classes um, that uh, I think there's been a lot of really good discussion in them, and those discussions would only benefit from you as a life group leader bringing some other people from your life group and being a part of them as well. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you, leaders, for being a part of this podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. <laughs>